Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 468 of Drunk Treasure Podcast. I'm your host, as always, I'm Tyler. And joining me, we have the man, the myth, the legend himself, Sir Colonel Gables. This is part two of us recording this uh, for this week. Um, so if you're watching this on the day it comes out, it is Christmas. So Merry Christmas to you. Happy Hanukkah, uh, Kwanzaa, whatever it is you may or may not celebrate. Uh, thank you guys for listening to us. Uh, we are, uh, if you don't remember, or maybe you missed it, um, we recorded a show already, which was last week's show. Uh, that going through all the news from the week. It was a normal show. We, we talked about us. We both beat Halo. Um, and this week is just kind of, we, you know, we, we're doing this one because, uh, you know, Christmas lands on Saturday. Uh, we don't really want to try to squeeze in a podcast uh, during the week or anything like that. Um, and typically, we figured this so we could Christmas industry is pretty much shut down mm-hmm. um, this time of year. So probably knock on wood, nothing crazy happens. Um, but uh, yeah, so anyways, what's going on is we're just going to do a kind of a little uh, fun. We have a couple of topics here we want to talk about. And then um, next week we'll be back. Uh, so, well, two weeks for us, one week for you guys. We'll be back on uh, January 1st weekend mm-hmm. with our game of the year list. So, what we, you know, for people that know, we do a top 10 list every year. We usually record it the first podcast, the first weekend of the new year. So that way you get the full 365 days to play all of the games from 2021. Uh, and then we, we rank them top 10. We don't know the list. So it's always a surprise to us. We learn it live on the podcast. This will be, will be exciting. This will be our first time doing it uh, with the video. So first time we actually see our reactions, and you can see our reactions <laughs> when we announce it. So that'll be pretty fun. Um, and we'll talk about a little bit more of our process here a little bit later. Uh, but Gable, I thought it'd be kind of fun. You know, um, actually, I, I do want to mention real fast before I forget, Gables, I did play uh, another game this uh, just today. It just came okay. out um, on Thursday. It's on Game Pass. It is from Image Reform. Uh, it is actually uh, it's made by uh, the people that did the Steam World uh, Dig games. Oh, Steam okay. Heist, which I loved Heist. Uh, the the Dig games aren't from. I'm not a big Metroid 2D Metroidvania game guy, but uh, that just came out. Um, I put a few hours into it. I, I guess it's only about four hours long because I kind of give. I looked real fast to see roundabout where I'm at. It looks like I have like a, an hour, give or take, left. So I'm pretty close to the end. It's a fun little game though. It's like. It's a very solid like seven out of ten game, but it's like it is you know Steamworld Dig Two. A lot of people like that game got tens from people. Yep. It's considered one of the best games of the year it came out. Um, I know a lot of people a lot loved like I loved Heist when it first came out, um, but I know a lot of people love Dig and Dig Two especially. Um, but it it doesn't live up to that level uh, at all. But it's a very like I said, it's a very good seven. I would Hi. say, like it's it's on Game Pass. It's very fun. It's it's pretty simple. Uh, you you know you land on this planet and there's this gunk everywhere and it's kind of like sucking up the energy and kind of like destroying the planet and you have like basically like a vacuum sort of thing like imagine like Luigi's Mansion but huh. you have like you suck up the gunk in these areas and like right right it brings back life so like plants come back it lightens it up and you can find uh like uh, items you can use like metal or um like what is it like metal and like fabric stuff like that you can use to like upgrade your equipment that you have like so you can suck up things faster or run or you can you have more health because there's a little bit of combat there's some like alien enemies you have to fight but it's very simplistic right. battles everything in here is very it's very simplistic uh puzzles it's kind of like a 3d metroidvania in a way where like everything kind of in the, oh, in the end intertwines together uh there are like little like fast travel areas you can find and make um but yeah i think it's a, it's a really good game uh I think, like I said, if, if you have Game Pass and it's a game you might, like if you're remotely interested in uh, image and form, like the SteamWorld games, or even this is a game for you, like just check out, check out the trailer. Cause I like, think it's, it's pretty fun, pretty quaint. Like I'm happy it's on Game Pass. It's a game I was very much looking forward to when they first announced it. Cause I love, mm-hmm. I love Heist and I respect them as very good um, game developers. Um, but yeah, like I'm happy it's on Game Pass. It's, like I said, it's not like, this isn't a must play. Um, but it's a like I said, this is like the perfect game to land on Game Pass. Uh, it's very well, it looks very good too. Like it, when you look at like the, the people in the game, and like they have like you can see them talking. That's right. not very good. It looks very old. But like the everything else, like going through the world and the way everything flows uh, together, like it's very it's very pretty and very very well made. Um, like I said, it's a very good seven out of ten. It's a very very cool vibes. I would say like it's a very like. It was kind of the perfect game I needed today. Okay. Uh, after you know, after it's been a pretty long couple weeks, uh, and then after beating Halo, 
uh you know that's a pretty intense game and to play this game where i'm just i could just kind of like lean back chill and just play this game uh and not like stress out too much about you know quick reflexes or anything like that or stress myself out too much uh it's a very good game like i said check out trailer or it's on game pass if you have game pass play it on there it's very good um i just, I just wanted to talk about that real fast before i okay. forgot about it but i thought it'd be kind of fun gables here we, we you know we're getting uh you know pretty much q1 of next year is pretty much filled out i'd like to think because god knows we don't need any more fucking games next month oh or the next yeah. three months um so i thought it'd be kind of fun to go through some of these games here i'm not gonna go through every single one of them here but uh i'll, I'll mention some of the big one i'll mention some of the bigger ones here and if you're interested in gables stop me or if you have a comment you want to make on it stop me here. i'm using the gameinformer.com they always do a very good list of everything, right but right right downside is they put everything uh, and i mean everything but uh i'm gonna talk some so going into january here um we have like Monster Hunter Rise is coming to PC. That came out on Switch already. Uh, God of War, January 14th, also coming to PC. This one was actually like supposed to come out in, I believe, September. Uh, and then like it was at E3. Uh, and then at, it was supposed to come out. So they announced a date. I think it was like September. And then they just delayed it. And then they announced yeah. later on it's coming January 20th. Rainbow Six Extraction. That's that Rainbow Six zombie game. I don't. I have. I don't. I don't. Yeah. I don't know how I really I really have it's a tough read on this one like I I don't know like the last, especially with like come out of Siege Siege came out and died but then they fixed it turned it around obviously but uh I don't it's I I don't I don't see I don't see this one I think it will have a good like launch but right. I feel like this would be one of those games February 20th we're not talking about anymore what about you yeah, it's definitely the type of game that uh, I don't think it's going to last more than like maybe a couple of weeks before people forget about it because this is yeah. definitely the ripe type of thing where we have other big releases during the month of January, and especially when we get towards the February and March portion of the stuff where people are not even going to remember that shit unless it has an epic failure of a launch. Yeah, or it's just, I mean, it's, unless this game is absolutely incredible yeah. or it's dog shit, like that's, it's either going to be like, amazing or awful for us to talk right. about it uh another game though that could be amazing or awful Windjammers 2 coming out on the same day january 20th um mm -hmm. i am excited for this one Windjammers okay. 2 this is definitely a fantastic style of of like uh homage back to the original like uh game that came out in arcades i think it was like an snk made game in that regards and i've played Windjammers, dude i've played it on switch i've played it on ps4 at the time it's so fucking addictive. It's definitely fun. And having Windjammers 2, having the continuation plus new characters, new things, online stuff. This is the type of game where you can have a competitive fucking like tournament just between a lot of different people with just the whole premise of being, okay, let's get this flying disc inside this damn goal and see how many points we can score before uh, we get past that certain point. I think the uh, initial score you need to go forth and play in order to win a game or a round of the game or something. It's like either 12 or 13 or something like that. But you have a whole bunch of different characters, different forces and stuff. But I'm really hyped to see how well the sequel is going to do because people have been wanting this game for years. Yeah. Like at least the sequel. So I'm highly excited upon this game. Cool. Very cool. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I hope it comes out as good because that, that, this one's been a long wanted game. So it's, it's awesome finally coming. Uh, big game coming out January 28th. Pokemon Legends Arceus. Yep. I, I so badly want this game to be fantastic. I do too. Uh, I'm just so worried how this thing is going to run. Because every time we see it, like it's the game we've all wanted since Pokemon became a thing. Yes. Um, and, but every time we see this game, it just looks like it runs badly. Yeah, that's the concern. Even when it was unveiled, even like with recent trailers that have come out towards this game, it looks like that this would have been a better suit for a revitalized or even like a higher end sort of like a switch model or something like that, where the game looks like it could run at like a native, like 60 frames or whatsoever. But for what we have seen so far, it looks like the game has troubles performance wise. I mean, we haven't seen really like in depth gameplay of this damn game at all. So that's a big concern with, like, nearly a month out. But uh, we've seen, like, 
tidbits here and there, new different Pokemon that's supposed to be like inside here. The latest being that like is doing like a Voltorb that's electric grass, but uh, it definitely has some bit of hype because it's set in that same timeline as uh, Pokemon Diamond and Pearl, so it coincides the Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl releases and stuff, and it has a cool gimmick, has a good, cool premise. I want it to be a good game. I just hope it doesn't run like trash. <laughs> yeah. No, this game could be amazing. Uh, it, this could be game of the year right here. Um, yeah, it's that possibility, yes. Yeah. So, uh, speaking of January 28th, though, we talked about this on last week's episode. Uncharted Legacy of Thieves Collection is coming. That's the Lost Legacy, Uncharted 4. Um, PS5 edition is coming out. It's also coming to PC that same day. Um, I'll talk about last week. Uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm going to pay the $10 for the... Uh, Uncharted 4 uh, upgrade, but it's definitely going to be one of those things I get around to, but like, you know, it's a five-year-old, six-year-old, almost six-year-old game at this point, so, mm-hmm. um, when this comes out, so, I don't know, I mean, I don't have too much to add, I know, we've talked about it already, though, I don't, unless there's anything you want to add to it. No, not really. Okay. Moving on here, uh, Life is Strange Remaster Collection, that's a remaster of Life is Strange and Life is Strange Before the Storm is coming to everything on February 1st. It's originally supposed to come out. It's, they had like a bundle you can buy with the true colors, and it would all it's all supposed to come out together and come out launch the same day. Then the remasters got delayed, um, so that's coming out. But uh, even I'm not that interested in it. It's as good as it looks. Like I might get around and play it eventually, but not not this not this time of year. Uh, look at what's coming out. Uh, moving on though, Dying Light Two is coming out February fourth. Everything. This game has been in production hell forever. Right. We heard about they announced it five years ago and then was silent and for years and we heard about i think 2019 and then we didn't hear anything for, I hear, a lot of people thought it was canceled and then we've seen it a million times this year and this was, it was supposed to come out they announced in august it was supposed to come december 8th right september they they delayed it to february 4th um so now here we are i don't know i mean i didn't play the original dying light but i know a lot of people love it i remember that was like jake when when, we, when he was with us yep like he loved this game and it was even his top 10 game i think for i think it was 2014 right when it came out yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, I'm not trying to poo-poo it. I just, I feel like this could be a Halo Infinite type of thing where I, I think you betting odds, it's not going to be, it's going to come out and be a 7 at best, but could potentially still, you know, be a, be a 9. I don't know. What about you, Gables? I don't know. It's just, I understand that there are definitely possibilities where this can be a pretty good game. I mean, the development hell really kind of concerns me, especially with uh, the game releasing like in uh, early February and this and that, you know, I just got a bad feeling from dying like two personally, but those feelings aside and stuff, it is interesting that uh, from what I've seen so far, it looks like that the gameplay of itself is going to be all right, but I'm hoping that this game is good. I'll just say that I just yeah. got a bad feeling about it. Yeah. It's been Oh, you know, this, the first one came out in January of 2014, so yep. it's an eight-year wait for people. So, hope for their sake it, it's good. Um, but uh, stupid shit, I just clicked on the goddamn link. I gotta go back <laughs> here. So next up, uh, Sifu coming out to PS5, PS4, and PC February 8th. It was originally supposed to come out the 22nd. They bumped it up, a rare p- bump up. Um, so that's coming out the 22nd. I imagine because it's the PlayStation exclusive, they wanted to get away from uh, Horizon. Probably. But, um, this is that like one where like it's a martial art game, but it's like a roguelike where uh, you you fight, but every time you, you lose, you age, you come back and you age, but eventually you when you died when your character dies, like that ends the run. Um, and like as like he gets older, he might like become better at certain things, but also as he gets older, he might become slower at certain things too. Uh, they just did some previews for it. People are seem to be loving it. Um, I was I'm, this game looks like it'd be incredible. I just I don't like uh, roguelikes that much. So what about you, Gables? Yeah, you know what? It, I'm gonna have to look at some reviews of this game because the premise of it's cool, but uh, I'm not sure if I would on a full on invest inside Sifu. Yeah, I think it's like forty bucks too. It's like up for pre order. I think if you pre order it though, it's like you get like five bucks off or something. So that's a thing. Uh, Crossfire X, which was uh, finally got a release date. That's that remedy. First Shooter game based right. off of it, they made a, uh, a campaign for it. They also had some previews for it this week. It, there, I'm just hearing generic First Shooter with some maybe yeah. some remedy stuff in there a little bit. 
Um, I'm hopeful for this. This is an Xbox exclusive. Uh, it's coming to the series and the Xbox One. Um, I am interested in it solely because it's Remedy, but even I think this will be like six or seven out of ten. And I, I, if it comes out and it seems like it's pretty good and it's a fair price, um, I might jump into it, or I'll wait for like a sale or right. on game. Like no, they haven't confirmed on whether or not this is coming to Game Pass, so I'm assuming it's not. If they haven't said it is yet. Um, with, you know, less than two months to go. Right. Um, but yeah, I don't, I want it to be good, but I don't think it's going to be. What about you? Anything you want to say on that one? No, not really. Okay. Uh, Horizon Forbidden West, uh, is coming out February 18th. This is my, you know, God of War and this are like my one and one a most, uh, most anticipated games for next year. These are the previous games are my 2017 and 2018 games of the year. Yep. Um, so it's going to be a 2022 game of the year list. It's going to be incredible. It'll be hard for me. Assuming God of War, knock on wood, please come 2022, please. Uh, they both come out next year. It's going to be, it's going to be tough picking a favorite child. Um, but I, I just, I can't get any more excited for this. Uh, I keep, every time they put out a new trailer, I've been watching them. No, at least ones that don't talk about story, but like the ones that talk about some of the new enemies you're going to see and like, right. Kind of stuff like that. Like, and some of the new enemies are showing off look pretty badass. This game just looks incredible. Um, like, I love the first one. I can't wait. What about anything you want to say this one, Gables? I'm excited to see when it comes out and stuff. I still got to go to the I still need to go through that first game because I want to play through the first game, beat that before I go and get to the second one. But I am highly excited about the sequel. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I love that game. And then the, the DLC, Frozen Wilds, was. That was good too. That was really good. But uh Gable, this one's up your alley here. February twenty second, Destiny two, the Witch Queen. Finally what I think it's been about a be about a year and a half almost. Yeah. From since the last new content big content drop for you. what's your feelings on this one? Okay, so my feelings for this one and stuff is like I'm not sure if this is gonna be like a priority for me once it does come out, because it all depends really upon when I eventually go through Horizon Zero Dawn and then try to go through the sequel, because it's like with the Witch Queen and stuff like that, I'm at that point with Destiny Two where I'm I'm kind of burnt out of playing Destiny Two. That may switch around and stuff if uh, when I see some more stuff with the Witch Queen, Witch Queen and stuff. I'm interested in seeing the whole customizable, not customizable, but uh, like yeah, sort of like that customizable weapon stuff. How the campaign goes with in terms of that expansion and stuff. But uh, I'm doing like a way to see approach of that. I am excited for it, but at the same point, I want to know if what I invest into will be worth my while. Because I've played a hell of a lot of Destiny 2. I kind of feel like at times that it's diminished some other games I could have spent a great amount of time probably playing in that regards. I mean, hell, here's the thing. I like playing Destiny 2. I like playing with friends and this and that and stuff. But even I admit, you know, it's like, the PS4 and the PS5 versions, I spent over 100 hours each on those versions, you know? It's like, I'm going to get burnt out eventually upon that stuff. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah, it's pretty much my take of it. It's like, I hope it's good. I hope I can spend some time playing it. I, it sounds to me like you're at that point where, like, you know, Madden is, you know, what Destiny 2 is for you. Yeah, pretty uh, much. Madden is for me. Where, like, around April, May-ish, maybe June sometimes, like, I am so burnt out on Madden. I'm just like, I don't even think I'm going to buy the new Madden. And then, like, two weeks before the new Madden comes out, I'm just <laughs> jonesing for the new Madden. So, I, so I think that's... You're, you're, like, you're like Tyler in May thinking about the next Madden. I was like, I'm good. But, like, yeah, like, I, 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 I wouldn't be surprised by, like, early february you're like fuck just give me it please um but um i think a lot of people are saying fuck give me it please to elden ring which is coming out february 25th um these yeah. games are not for me i so badly wish they were because i love like games that do the souls like fighting mechanics uh cause so many games do them and when they do them they're fucking incredible yeah. uh, i just don't have the patience for these games um there's and i'm just not that good at video games but uh yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, like I said, I, this game looks incredible. Uh, I want to play it. I want to love it. I'm just not. Unless I find out this game is actually a lot easier to jump into, I don't foresee myself jumping into. What about you, Gables? I am excited for Elden Ring, and I want to see more in regards to 
not only reviews, but also for people that buy it day one or whatsoever, and they played through portions of that game because I'm with you when it comes to a lot of the games, like a Dark Souls, a Bloodborne, like this and that, you know, where I want to get into these games, man, because these are the type of games that I grew up playing. I grew up playing hard-ass games and stuff where I had to die repeatedly in order to get better at them. At that same time and stuff, it's like I want to find that one game that from that type of from that kind of genre and stuff that envelops me to where now I can go forth and take that knowledge and beat these other games that I like. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah, Elden Ring, I'm highly excited. I'm of the mind, man. If that thing is fantastic alongside like say the next like the Horizon game in that same month, which is crazy to me, then I could potentially get both of those in the same fucking month, dude. I mean, that's crazy. Yeah. That's pretty great. I mean, so that's kind of that's the last big thing for February. But just I just want to point out this is a just a four week stretch here. I'm getting ready to say for you, from January 28th to February 25th, we have Pokemon Legends Arceus, mm-hmm. we have Dying Light 2, yep. Sifu, uh, Horizon, Destiny yep. 2 expansion, mm-hmm. Elden Ring. Yep, six. That's just a month. That's four weeks. That's a lot of big games coming out in a very short amount of time. I think for me personally, I'm probably only going to buy, I'm for sure buying Legends Arceus right. and Horizon. I really think those are the only two I'm going to buy. Crossfire X and Sifu are maybes. Um, but yeah, the rest, I don't I don't foresee myself picking up anything. I mean, I think for right Arceus now, is, is a sure for sure for you. Yes, for right now, that's the one I'm planning on buying is like the Pokemon Legends Arceus and stuff because I know I'll play that one so yeah. far. Yeah, so, but a pretty pretty solid, you know. First couple, I mean, this is a pretty. I mean, we've had we've had some pretty really some pretty good, um, you know, first quarters of twenty twenty two. Yes. Uh, in the past, you know, four or five years, but we've also had like last year's was pretty light, but that was, you know, yeah, coming off of a COVID year. Um, so, but we've had some years where the the first quarter is pretty stacked in this one, but this one feels stacked, big to like a double stack. Um, but but going on the march here, um, I just want to talk about this one. Babylon's Fall. Uh, this is a P- PlayStation and PC ex- uh, or console exclusive PlayStation. It's also going to PC. This is that I don't. This this is a uh, the like the platinum people are making, but it looks like the fucking like G team is making it. They like the D team is too busy making a game, so they got the team below the D team to make a, make a game. They had a demo for this um, last year sometime, and everybody hated it. Yeah. Um, and it's just every time I see this, like everybody makes fun of Godfall. I feel like Godfall is going to join in with us making fun of this game when it comes out. That's how bad this game looks like. It looks to me. And I think to everybody. Like I don't. I can't believe they put like they're showing this. Like, like people want this. Okay. I don't know anything you want to say to the Gables. This is the type of game that people will know when it launches, but. No one will give a shit and just move on because of Elden Ring and Horizon. Yeah, yeah. I think best case scenario six out of ten for this game. If it comes out and it's amazing, I that'd be awesome. Because yes, I agree. Top top tier platinum are the some of the most fun games to play. Yeah, they are just are. Uh, it's just when it's a bad platinum game though. It's it's real bad. It's real bad. It's like. Play some of those. Play some of them. They're pretty bad. Like those, like the, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle ones, like those. Awful. Um, March fourth, though, we have Grand Turismo Seven. Uh, I have never been a Grand Turismo guy. Um, I really got into Forza Horizon Five this year, but to be be honest, like as much as I love that game or really like that game, uh, I would not have played it if it wasn't on Game Pass. Mm. Um, and this just, but this is like a, a realistic. Like Forza Horizon Five is fun because it's semi-realistic but it's also wacky and fun this is a very serious racing game i don't know but i've never been a turismo guy what about what about you gables it all depends upon what they showcase inside of gran turismo 7 i mean the reason why i like the horizon games and stuff for forza and stuff it's an overworld type of thing where i can go accomplish a couple races try to find different cars do this do that you know it's i know what to expect playing a forza horizon game but for Gran Turismo 7, it's a simulator mostly in regards to races, in regards to specific type of stuff. I mean, I see some stuff 
from game previews and stuff like that that seems interesting, but I feel like this is a game I'm probably going to pass on. Yeah, I, I think this, I think this will sell well, and I, you know, this, it's going four and five, but this will be a very good. I think possibly a very good showpiece for the uh, PS5. Yep. Um, what it can do. Uh, March fourth, though, sticking with that, Triangle Strategy uh, is coming out. Uh, I didn't mean to laugh at it, but I did. Uh, so between Gran Turismo Seven and Project Triangle Strategy, I think I'll probably take the Triangle Strategy. <laughs> I think I might take Babylon's Fall. Oh, I, I I I don't think the game looks bad. I just I just the the name. It's just it's fucking hilarious to me. <laughs> I can't I cannot th- I just can't not think of Phil Jackson. Um, so I don't know. I mean, but I think I think I think Triangle Strategy will come out and be a very good game. Yeah, I really do. I think people will be very happy about it. I think this will be a solid like one of those eight out of ten type of games. Uh, I just that name though. Yeah, I mean, is this a game? What, what about you? What, what, you think you might pick this one up? I think and I am probably will pick that one up because it looks like it's going to be a somewhat uh, probably difficult RPG to go forth and master in that regards. It looks like it's fairly straightforward, but it definitely has some intricacies to where this is probably going to be one of those uh, harder type of RPGs. Yeah. Um, moving on here. Tunic was a game that just got a release date. Oh. Finally, uh, Game Awards coming out March 16th as an Xbox uh, exclusive, console exclusive, but it's also going to PC. This had a uh, demo on E3. I played it. It is very much a um, symmetrical, asymmetrical uh, Zelda game where like you're a fox in a tunic, but it's got some Souls mechanics to it where if you die, you like you know you kill enemies. You basically I can't remember what they're called, but basically you collect souls essentially. Okay. Uh, but if you die, you lose them. You gotta go back and get them. Uh, it is a very cute game. Uh, I really like playing the game. Uh, when I played the demo, it is. Seems it's pretty tough though. I mean, I mean, imagine if you play it, once you play it more, you get better at it, obviously. But this is a game I'm, I want to hear more about it when it comes out. But it's a game I'm definitely it's on my radar for sure. What about you? I'll definitely try when it comes out of the Game Pass. I mean, yeah. hell, it looks. I don't like know it if it's coming to Game Pass. I don't know if it's a Game Pass game though. I think it's coming to Xbox. Uh, well, if it doesn't, then I'm probably not going to pick it up like for a while because, well, it's a new game. It's also that type of game to where it's like I. You know, I'm not really too sure if it's actually battle tested, so it's definitely something that uh, I'd wait on reviews for. Yeah, I think there might be a demo out there again for it. Um, but if, if there is, I recommend checking it out. Yeah. Um, this one, you know, it's coming out the, the day after though. This might be up your alley. March 17th, coming to PlayStation 4 and Switch. Uh, Persona 4 Arena Ultimax. <laughs> Absolutely, this is up my alley. For those listening in and stuff, I absolutely loved Persona 4 Arena when that came out on the PS3 and the Xbox 360. Fantastic fighting game. I mean, absolutely. The story mode in that regards, it was one of the few fighters from that generation to where I enjoyed every single bit of the story elements that collaborate into that big stuff. And Persona 4, like Persona 4 Arena Ultimax, that game I missed out on because of it being the tail end of that generation leading up to the PS4 and Xbox One. So knowing that port's coming out for PS4 and Switch, I want it. So yes, of course, I'm going to go and delve into that. Okay, very cool. Um, <laughs> I forgot about this game. I always, whenever I think about Babylon's Fall, I sometimes mix this game up in my mind with that. Okay. It is Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origins. Coming out March 18th. It's coming everything. Um, <laughs> this is the game that a, they put out. De- uh, Shadow dropped a demo for during E3. Uh-huh. And the demo didn't work. Oh, yeah. That's right. And this is and the everybody, one. Like, it looks like a fucking early PS3 game. I swear, I think Metal Gear Solid 4 looks better than this game does. And, I mean, don't get me wrong. Metal Gear Solid 4 looked fantastic in 2008. Uh, not anymore. Still looks, doesn't look bad. But it look, you know, looks like a 2008 game. Uh, and this was this, uh, and I think it came out. Everybody like this is that one that had that like he just starts listening to Limp Biscuit, I believe. Yeah. At one point in time, uh, it gets like someone calls him. Um, it's so yeah, fucking so, so yeah, this yeah. is definitely something to watch and not to buy, in my own opinion. <laughs> yeah, this is gonna be one of those ones, fun ones to watch from a, from the, from afar. It's gonna be a fucking meme worthy game. That's what I feel like it's gonna be. Yeah. Yeah. This. This game looks incredible for all the wrong reasons. Yep. Uh, but all the right reasons for me not to play it. 
Uh, and then I think we'll be last up on this. Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. That's the Borderlands game. It's coming uh-huh. everything March 25th. Uh, I don't know. I've kind of, I didn't even play. I bought Borderlands 3 when it was like 10 bucks, And I just never even played it. Uh, yeah. You know, I love, I beat Borderlands 1, loved it. I played a ton of Borderlands 2. Yep. I started, I almost beat it on 360 and then almost beat it again on PS4 during Extra Life with you and Jake. Yep. Years ago. Uh, and then I've both, I've just fallen off of it towards the end of the game. Um, but I don't know. Gables, I mean, people were super excited. I think, actually, I, just, I don't know that. I really don't know how people feel about this game. That's a good question in regards to Tiny Tina's, like uh, that Tiny Tina game and stuff. It's it's quintessentially kind of like one of those straight up, like uh, it's sort of similar to that of Borderlands 3 in that regards, only different elements, different types of like characters, different actions to be done and stuff this is type of this is one of those type of games where i'm i would be interested in stuff but i've never played borderlands 3 and i don't really i really would much rather play that than opposed to the tiny tina thing that's spinoff game so hopefully it's a game that's going to be very fun and memorable but i don't have any interest in it right now yeah yeah um that's kind of that's kind of it for the first quarter here uh I mean, it's pretty stacked, but I would say overall, honestly, the only thing I'm, the only two I'm for sure buying have already talked about Arceus and Horizon. Um, you talked about Arceus for you, yeah. and then I think uh, what the Persona Four Ultimax yep. are the two for sure. So, um, you know, for sure, two for for each of us. I think two pretty big ones though. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, it's look, it's a really great, you know, quarter. I thought one of the better. I want to. I'd like. I have to go back and look, but I feel like this is a, one of the better. Like 2019 was a pretty strong quarter, but I feel like a lot of those games, like 2019, was like had a lot of big games come out, but just didn't live up to the hype. Um, and I feel like you know this, but this quarter, like, I don't. You know, I, I'm not. You know, we didn't have a. I'm not looking at like you know, that was like a Days Gone, Rage Two, right? Um, fucking uh, Anthem, had um, Metro, Metro, uh, had games like that in it that were like. Some of them not terrible games, but it's just not what you were expecting those games to be. I feel that uh, for the year 2022, though, it definitely has the potential of how 2017 was for us back in gaming to where we have a lot of big releases and a short amount of span. But with that type of year 2017 was and then like the corresponding like 2007 and then like fucking 97 and all the other stuff to where it felt like every decade there's like this slew of these genre divine like defining games and this and that to where it feels like 2017 and then 2022 are kind of like almost parallel with some sense to where you have these big anticipated games that are coming out in like a span of like a year and uh obviously covid didn't help bind didn't help matters and pushing games like being delayed like out of the windows for like 2020 and then 2021. Yeah. But uh, yeah, there are definitely some games I'm anticipating next year. Yeah. yeah next year's going to be nuts. I think uh, obviously with Omicron though, I mean, you look at the start reading around a little bit. It almost seems like we're back in March, 2020 right now, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, assuming hopefully, you know, luckily the vaccines being out there and stuff like that, you know, we don't go back full, full, blown March 2020 but uh yeah I think 2022 is you know because of COVID kind of gonna look like accidentally like a 2017 in the sense of yep we're just gonna have a ton of banger games possibly come out this year um and yeah yeah it's a great first quarter to really get us get us on that page uh and you know you look you kind of look at um you know even that first quarter like no like there's a decent chunk of PlayStation exclusives and Switch exclusives in there Mm -hmm. like um you know like even like the, the uh, was it the Babylon, uh, Sifu, Horizon, Gran Turismo, uh, Uncharted Legacy, um, are PlayStation exclusives. There's a couple others I missed in there. I closed the list now, but like when you look at like even are the uh, no that's not, Persona Four is not PlayStation exclusive. It's gonna switch, but yeah, you even look at like Switch. Like they have the Triangle Strategy. Mm-hmm. They have uh, Pokemon. Um, yeah, I mean I think it's like a pretty solid first quarter for first parties. Um, and even, you know, the third parties look pretty good too. So I think, uh, yep. I mean, assuming all these games come out and they live up to the hype, blast the hype, or even close to it, I think, yeah, it's gonna be awesome. And we don't even like, 
that's just we don't even have a lot of dates really we have after after March after March so it's gonna be pretty incredible I can't wait for you know, I think we're gonna I, I bet we'll have a direct sometime really next I think we're, I think we're gonna have a direct in a state of play uh in the first couple months of next year yeah and you know that's really gonna put in place give us some ideas of what the rest of the year is gonna look like um but yeah uh, but let's move on here, Gables, to kind of our last thing I want to talk about here. Uh, you know, next week we're going to do our uh, on January first. We're going to sit down and record uh, our game of the year list. For, All right, uh, those those will go up for everybody. We're going we do it every year. Where so that first week of January, we record on Saturday, January first, like we normally do, and then on the second, that will go up. But it'll be the first half, and then the following weekend we'll do the second. The second half will come out for you, so that way. Gables and I, Gable and I will actually typically Gables and I only ever get two weeks off a year from recording the podcast. Uh, yeah. This year is special because Christmas lands on Saturday. So we're going to get three. Uh, but typically we only time we get a week off from recording is game of the year and E3. Yeah. E3 we record, we bank so many episodes or E3 that we take that, we take that break there, but we record like eight episodes in like five days. And then we take a, a week off to recover from that. And then this, we usually, like I said, we record two episodes in one night, and that gives us a week off, um, which is great. Because typically, like, January for me is like a, a like, I don't play, like, I usually go in, like, a gaming funk in, like, the beginning of the year, mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, like, you just, you, like, you just let out everything, all your feelings on 2021, uh, and that's like, I need to, like, take a break and recover, and I don't, and then obviously you don't have a lot of big stuff usually coming out. Uh, that first you know month or month few weeks of the year so uh, I think that'd be nice for me to take a a nice break from gaming uh, until Arceus comes out uh, right in the January so I don't I don't know like I don't, I don't know if, if that's gonna be the same for you or not Gables well all depends really I mean I kind of feel like that uh, with the gaming from this past year and stuff that it actually leads me to kind of like the opposite to where it's like I gained my fair my fair enough my fair amount of games and stuff, but uh, honestly, it's not like in years past where it's like I'd always have like the one or two like concrete games or something like that. It's more like a myriad of like game experiences that I've had this year. Not a lot of the new games that I have played have struck me as like, say, game of the year sort of stuff, but yet it's been sort of like the whole mixture, like a hodgepodge of stuff. Yeah. But I kind of feel like that uh, because of those type of games, it really makes me kind of eager to play something even more in regards to the next year, especially during the start of it, because of uh, how how much I'm craving of that one, like, great game after great game and stuff. It kind of feels like I'm weeding things through, pretty much. Yeah, yeah we, got a lot, we got a lot of taste of these really strong games. We didn't have that, like, one or two or three big-time, like, genre, generational games this year. So. Right. But we've been spoiled you know, for the most like 26, 20, what, 16, 17, 18 and, tw- and 20 were phenomenal years for gaming. Um, so we've been pretty spoiled as of late. So um, we're, I mean, in this year, I think it's still, I mean, even though it's been a down year, it's been a down year compared to we've had four of the last five years of just being incredible. Right. So it's not fair to compare this year to others in a, in a lot of sense, but um, yeah, let's, I want to do, I do want to, we've, Speaking of you know our game of the year list, I do want to kind of talk about without spoiling our list. I I can't really spoil it too much, I guess, because I haven't really started working on it that much. But uh, I, I was kind of curious, like you know, we thought about like our overall process for putting this list together. Um, okay. You know, I kind of have. Um, I don't know if you have a process of like how you do it. Um, if you want me to go first, I can. If you, if you unless you want to go first. Yeah, you go ahead and go first for this one, Tyler. Okay, so I think Gables and I kind of do the same thing. Like I have this, um, it's right down here, if I can grab it. I have this uh, handy-dandy notebook here. Uh, I've been using since, we uh, for, for audio listeners, I, I have a notebook here. It's a black notebook. It's a little black book. It doesn't have any girls' phone numbers in it. Um, but um, I, it's the same one I've been using since we started the show eight and a half years ago. Uh, all of our lists we've ever done, we've done you know Game of the Generation list. We've done our all-time favorite game list. We've done, this will be, I think, our ninth uh, game of the year list. Um, so uh, I go in here, and as the year progresses, 
uh, if there's a game I like that I think could be a top 10 or even like a contender for like, cause I usually do like we do a top 10 list, but then I usually typically do a top 15 list really where we right. do like honorable mentions. I'll do 11 through five, I'll even rank the top 15. Uh, so anything I think could potentially end the list, I write down. It's uh, so that way I remember it like, or like kind of like remind myself, Oh, I like that game. Cause sometimes you play a game in January, December rolls around. Like that game might totally, you might totally forget it. Um, so I write those down. And then kind of how I start my list is, uh, I'll, like I have all those games written down. So this year, uh, for example, I had 18 games on on that that list for me of uh, games that I felt were could potentially contenders for my top 10, really top 15 list for the year. Um, and then I do I, I I do what I call the for shirts, um, and these are games that I are for sure on my top 10, um, and not going to name any games on the, on this, but minor spoilers. I did my for sure. Like a look, I'm like, okay, here's 18 games. I'll go through one by one. All right. For sure. That's going to be on top. That's going to make it in the top 10 for sure. I'm like, and some years I'll do it and I'll have four or five. And it's like, okay. So you have 15 games. So you have 20 games here. Let's say, all right, these, these five are for sure. Um, in my top 10, boom, there you go. Or say, let's say six, those six for sure are my top 10. So then I got these 14 to battle out these last four spots. And then I'd start breaking them down one by one by there. Right. But then also, I saw simultaneously when I've done that, I've already essentially got my top six games there made. Now I just got to put those top six in order. So now I've broken everything down into different brackets. And then once I break down the best, then I like, okay, and then I got to battle out seven through 10. So one through six, then seven through 10. Uh, and then, you know, then I had the best of the rest there. So then I'll, then I'll do 11 through 15 there. Um, so that's kind of how I, I overall. So like this year though, it was a little different, a little harder. Uh, so I did my for sure's out of those 18 games. I don't count it as I go. I count it once I'm done. Uh, I did my for sure's. I had nine games as my for sure's. So oh, wow. I've got one open spot. Uh, I haven't put anything in order yet though. So my one through nines are not made. I just know that these nine games now are my, so it makes it a lot harder where normally I have four five or six. So it's like, okay, cool. Like, no, okay, boom. It's a lot easier to break the side between six than it is between nine. And then, uh, so now I have nine other games. I had to fight over one spot. So I haven't, I've, I haven't done that yet. That's as far as I've gotten on that. But then once I do that, uh, once I normally get to that process, I have, okay, I have my 10. Then I break it down by, okay, what are top five games? What are, so I usually like, okay, what's, you know, what, okay, what, uh, I'll start like, Break it down. Okay, this is upper echelon. This is upper echelon. Like that's probably towards the bottom. So like, and then that will break it down. So like, normally I have like most years it's easy for me to like like I already have like one or two, one and two. Right. I usually, to one is almost is always for sure like done. Like that's no not even an argument for me. I think every year except 2019 was like for sure that's the number one. Uh, this year's tough because I don't have a number one. And like I haven't really even thought about. It. Like normally I don't like normally I don't have to think about. It. I just know it. Like Horizon, that was easy for me. Game of the year. God of War, right. 2018, easy for me. Game of the year. Uh, Last Guardian, boom, easy for me. Game of the year. Last was Part Two, game of the year. Uh, you know, like no no question about it. So it's sometimes it's like difficult. Like number like number two is harder than number one. Um, so uh, yeah, that's kind of how my list goes. Like and I break I just kind of break it down in the sections. Or like I said. You do the for sures, then once you get the for sures, you 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 have the you've dwindled down that list of all the games on your big list down. Then all right, cool. Like I said, this year I had 18. I had my I have nine for sures. Now I have nine battling out for number 10. And then once I get done with that, I'm gonna have to like figure out okay, what's an upper echelon game this year? What's maybe not? And then I go from there. Uh, this year's gonna be harder than than normal because I usually don't have that many for sures. I normally have like I said five or six, but um, that's kind of how I break it down. It makes it like easier for me. Kind of like gets like the makes it a little more. Um, uh, it just takes out a lot of like the stress of like, am I, like like sometimes you start arguing, like am I really arguing? I don't know. Like I pick a like am I really gonna argue Uncharted Four compared to fucking um, Firewatch? Am I really doing that right now? Like those games are like. Like I like both those games. Both games made my my year that my top my top ten that year. But I'm like, am I really trying to decide between these two? Like so, like this really breaks away from that. We're like now I'm having these mini battles instead of like 
fighting between what ended up being like I think number two or number nine on my list that year. Like I'm not having that fight. Like now I'm fighting between okay, what's two and three here? What's three? All and right. Three here? Shit like that. So that's kind of a long way to describe how I met the list, but it's I've been I started doing that like I think 2017. Uh, it's been working out for me really, really well. What about you, Gables? Do you have any way of how you, like, you keep track and how you overall make your list? So throughout the year, I have a little notebook to where I record any of the games that I have beaten. For that specific year, I categorize it by month, sometimes by what day I've actually beat it on. Okay. I mean, I'm not really going to be going all in-depth in regards to that, but at the same time, every time I've beaten a game, I like to go forth and record that I've beaten that certain game. So I take the list and the games that are released that year, put them inside of like a huge, like a list that I've created and stuff. And then throughout the year and stuff, I go check on the other little sites here through either the eShop or through PSN or through the Xbox. And especially anything that's stored on, like say uh, installed on my console. So, okay, I've played this, put it on the list. Okay. I've done this, put it on the list, blah, blah, blah. And so on and so forth to where, I give myself a big old, I give myself a big old stack of games that I have organized in regards to. Okay, I have played these games and stuff. Then I go upon, okay, so which ones do I kind of feel, at this point in time, gave me the most impact in regards to how much fun I was playing it or how much they were memorable in that regards. So, at this current time, I have a list of about twenty games that I got. It could be more. It could be less through the time with the game of the year stuff, but concrete, this is like 20 games and stuff that I have played this year that I do know that there's probably a few of them that I think are for sure going to be on that top 10. But at that same time, I still am going to be double checking whatever I have played and stuff. They'll probably be added to the list. And then after I feel like I have an adequate amount of games that I felt like represented that year, that's when I start eliminating certain games. Like, okay, I haven't played enough of this stuff, so it's off. And then all of a sudden, I'll get it whittled down to where, okay, so did I enjoy this game over this game in this retro guards? And so that'll go either high or low, and that's how I pretty much decide my top ten list in years past to where the, the pretty much the reason, one of the reasons why I had certain games as game of the year and stuff like that is like, okay, did I have a better experience say, with Uncharted 4 or with Doom 2016? I mean, that yeah. was literally a battle oh, that boy, I had. That was right one of the all-time worst battles. That was my worst battle that I've ever had for a top inside this entire podcast right here. Because literally both games were amazing. And literally both games had great moments. And I gave the edge to Uncharted 4 being my game of the year for that particular year. Because it was a conclusion to a, tr to a series of games that I enjoyed playing on the PlayStation 3. So it was through that feel plus that experimentation in regards to... God, going through that whole list of stuff. And uh, yeah, that's kind of like how my process goes through. It goes through logically at how much I enjoy that specific game to that specific port, that specific point. Hmm. So it's not like really in-depth or detailed and stuff. Just create a list, check the stuff where I played stuff on, put the names on the list, eliminate stuff, and then eventually I'll go through and organize it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, one thing I did first mention that I do sometimes is if I... I put a game like sometimes you know sometimes it's tough when like I said you play that game in January or it yeah. comes out in January or February, and it's kind of tough to like remember, right? Like, maybe like because it's hard like because you hear about that like you know like a game like there's always that game in January that comes out and everybody loved it. Yep. But by or even February March, but then by the time December rolls around, November rolls around, everybody everyone's forgotten it. it. <laughs> yeah, it's like people are talking about like this year with Hitman Three. Everybody's forgot about Hitman Three. I kind of feel like and the like, same thing's been held true for a game like so like Cyber Shadow, which released early on in twenty twenty one. And yeah, know. but I'm, I'm like Hitman Three was like a big time game that everybody was playing and raving about. Though. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, so like you know that game came out, everybody like people love that game, raving about that. That people were saying that's a game of the year contender. And then by the time you know November rolls around, most people have forgotten <laughs> about it. Um, and uh, you know like. So, so it's like sometimes I play a game like early in the year and I'm like, if, if, if that's the case, you're having trouble remember that, then it's probably not your game of the year. But like right. when I'm doing like what I'm trying to make that top 10 list, I'm like, okay, there's a reason why I put this here. Like, I know I really liked it, but it's like a little foggy because, you know, it's been 12 months, nine months, 10 months. So I'll go back and like listen to the podcast that I recorded it, that like I did on that. And I'll listen to that part to like bring me back to that. And I've done that in the past too. And it's like, 
like the re like kind of like put you try to put you back in that time and place to like what I really liked about this. And maybe like what anecdotes I told of like why I love this game that much. Yes. Why I like the fact that I put this on my list. Cause like I might love the game at the time, but it's like, I was saying, I'm like, like, I remember liking the game a lot, but I'm like, why did I really like that game a lot? And sometimes I go back and I'll watch like uh, walkthroughs too on like YouTube. And it's like, give me back. I'm like, okay, yeah. All right. Yeah. All right, yeah I remember this. Remember that. Okay. So this is like, well, like to kind of trigger yourself and put you back in that time and place. So that's another thing I do, but yeah, so yeah, it's pretty much it. Like I just try to make it as simple as like, you know, um, as possible. Where, like I'm ha- I'm not having like 20 big arguments. I'm having five or six big arguments with myself. Right. I think to make it as, as simple and stress-free as possible because who oh boy kills. I'm, this is going to be one of the hardest. This is probably going to be the hardest list we've ever done. <laughs> probably. Like, I'm talking about like, Usually it's like it's 2019. I've thought about was hard for me to put a list together because I, it was like hard to put a list together because I didn't think there was like 10 really good, great games that year. And I feel like, you know, in like other years, like there's been like five or six really great games and there's been like four, maybe five or whatever. Pretty solid, good games, uh, you know, whatever. And like, okay, that's an easy list. This year, I'm just like, man, there's just been like a good 12 or like at least well in my case nine very good games this year are you know that are now on my it's like but no one's like to me yet at least in my mind made it but i have like i'm i really haven't given it like really more than a few seconds thought right now because i just i don't have the energy to, to do this to myself right now so <laughs> i think this is going to be uh probably next week and i'm going to sit down and uh drink some coffee and work on my list but yeah, that's a. Oh, I think that might actually do it for this this uh, special Christmas episode. Um, thank you guys for listening. Uh, we'll be back, like I said, next week for you guys. Two weeks for us. Next week for you guys uh, with a with our game of the year list. I can't wait. Mm-hmm. Hopefully by then I haven't completely lost my fucking mind when I do it. <laughs> uh, and I I actually did it, and I'm not like breaking down while I'm doing it and telling you guys my list. Um, but yeah, um, thank you guys so much for listening to us all year. This is our last show of the year, uh, of 2021. We'll be back 2022. Uh, hopefully bigger and better and have a fantastic fucking year of video games for that. Yep. Uh, but you know, like I said, you know, if you're listening to the day it came out, Merry Christmas, happy Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever it is that you celebrate or not celebrate, uh, happy day to you then. Um, but yeah, anyways, I was host, I was telling. And I've been Colonel Gables. Until next year, everyone, have yourself a freaking awesome holiday. Mm-hmm. And Gables for the last time in 2021? Yep. Too sweet. Too sweet, man. Bye, guys. See ya. <laughs>